Welcome to A World Without Sports. I'm Harper Niven, junior at Springfield College, and I think it's safe to say that COVID-19, the coronavirus, has absolutely shaken everyone's life pretty much in the entire world as this is a global pandemic. And sports being a huge part of it, especially for us at Springfield College as we're a huge sports school and coming at kind of a tough time, especially for spring athletes, but not even just in Springfield College, in the entire United States, and the entire world, we've been affected in one of those ways is without sports. So in this podcast, we're going to take a look at how certain demographics were affected, whether it be professionally or high school or youth players or college. Um, we're going to take a look at how they're affected and just how like the casual fan is affected as well. So um, let's get right into it with things that would be happening right now and how they would be changed. Like it's uh, the end of April right now, early May. We'd be in the mix of the NBA playoffs where it's getting very exciting. Some great matchups would be happening and we're being robbed of that right now, unfortunately. And you can say the exact same thing about the NHL. And the weird thing about the NBA this year is the last few years, it felt like it was kind of a given that the Warriors were going to win. Even though they didn't last year, that was more or less due to injuries. So this was the first year we really were the Lakers and Clippers going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. We were really going to have quite an exciting playoffs. And myself and many others were looking forward to it. So being robbed of that definitely hurts. And there's still some hope that we do, we do get um, a conclusion to the season. But it's not looking so great right now. As for the MLB, they would be in the regular season about a month in. Things would be kind of getting into a groove right now. But they're coming out with a ton of different suggestions what they can do. Uh, three different divisions with 10 teams, possibly playing in Arizona. So I think we're still really far away from having uh, baseball come back. The NFL's made the best of the situation, actually holding something and having their ratings be through the roof because it was the, absolutely the only thing close to a sporting event that we've had in probably a month or so, and that was the NFL draft. Obviously, it was virtual, but um, they did a very good job with it. Roger Goodell held it from his basement, and then each team kind of had their fans, as you could see behind him on the screen. So I thought they did a good job with uh, with that, and um, it was a nice, nice bright spot in kind of a dark time. Also, we would have just had the Masters this month. Uh, not having that was definitely different, as that's kind of the entrance to spring, and kind of a turning point as the weather gets nicer so not having that was kind of a bummer especially since how big a deal it was last year when Tiger Woods won it would have been nice to see if he could have repeated possibly that would have been crazy but uh also things like college baseball college softball college lacrosse and track and field all those student athletes were uh were robbed of their season especially those who are seniors were robbed of their senior year probably their most of them their last time they'll ever play at a high level athletically and also for basketball players at Division One, Two, II, and Three level were robbed of their March Madness tournament. I do know at the Division Three level, the first two rounds were played, but the 16 teams that made it to the Sweet 16 didn't get to go any farther, and that was it for them. As for Division One, they didn't even get to play their conference tournaments, nonetheless, the NCAA tournament. So we missed out on March Madness this year. And then also the Olympics coming up, um, that's... They haven't been postponed since World War II, so this is unprecedented for pretty much everyone in the world, and they're, right now they're scheduled for 2021, and it was the right decision, having people from across the world come together um, to take part in an athletic event 
with so many fans there. It just wasn't the right decision this summer. So that uh, looks like a good decision that they made postponing it. But it definitely changes things for athletes as they have been practicing for years and training to be ready in the summer of 2020. And now having that push back a year completely changes everything. But everyone is in the same boat. So, I mean, you got to make the best of it. So the world's definitely been changed from a professional standpoint and a national standpoint as all those things we'd be watching on TV or getting excited for, watching, staying up till 1 a.m., watching a double overtime playoff game. We don't have any of that right now. But there are people getting creative and doing things locally. So we do have that. And then there's a lot of um, virtual, like there's been a 2K tournament, a Madden tournament. Um, those have been on ESPN. So besides the reruns, we are getting some live content and people are getting creative. Um, shifting to this now on more of a, a local level, some very sad news in the past week. Um, I've resided in Nashville, New Hampshire my entire life, grew up here, played, uh, played in the city rec league growing up, played all nine years that you're eligible to play. And I knew this guy's Dave. Uh, he was just like Dave, the ref or referee Dave. Um, and he was always a really good, really good ref. And I got the unfortunate news earlier this week that he had actually passed away um, from COVID-19. And that really, uh, that kind of put things into perspective. Um, not that obviously there wasn't perspective, but when it's, when it hit homes, when it hits home locally like that, uh, it really, it really, you kind of feel it in a different way. Uh, he, he's been around as long as I can remember. Um, I'm only 20 years old, but he's been roughing my games when I was seven or eight, all the way up to I was 15 or 16 and he's a very fair ref. Um, I did, I read a story about him just in the last couple of days. Uh, and he he would go over to teams and like always encourage the kids and just a positive influence overall. And he wouldn't make it about himself at all. Like some refs uh, would like to make like emphatic calls or be really loud. He didn't do that. He wanted it to be about the kids and just help everyone out. And he was a guy who wouldn't favor the really good players because they're really good. He wouldn't give them a ton of calls. And the kids who maybe weren't as good, weren't as experienced, didn't know the game as well, he would maybe, like, help them out a little bit. He'd want to see them succeed. So he was a very fair referee, very good guy. And he was just kind of one of those guys, when he came into the gym, you saw that he was refing your game. It was kind of like a kind of like a fist pump. You were really excited to see him. So it's definitely, even though I haven't been playing rec league basketball the last few years, he, he was still around and... It's definitely going to be different without him. And he was kind of the, the core of the referees in Nashua. So definitely uh, sad to see him pass. Um, and we hope everything's good with his family too. Um, shifting to a high school level. High school hoops were cut short this year for most states. Most state uh, championships and tournaments were cut short, um, if even played at all. So for most seniors, that, that was it for them. Their their basketball careers were, were done just like that. Their final chance to play their the sport they love, done just like that. Um, and if you want to look at it this way, some players needed this season to get an athletic scholarship, or get looks or offers. If you're coming from a, a family who's not in a wealthy area, and you got you need a scholarship at a D one or D two school, you needed this and you needed this season to prove yourself. Kind of that's that's very costly for some kids. And there's also kids who were, for example, they're injured your junior year with their junior year being the year that you would usually get noticed. And 
get offers, get looks from certain schools. So if you're injured your junior year, you have to kind of make up for it in your senior year. And if you just lost your senior year due to coronavirus, you're kind of in big trouble. So the the coronavirus definitely costs some kids um, having a, a great season that they were working so hard for at the high school level. And one of those seasons was the National South High School Boys basketball team. Though they did get to play a majority of their season, everything they were working for was to make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs and go to Durham, New Hampshire, where the Final Four is held. And they looked like they may have been on their way to do that and potentially race the trophy for Division One New Hampshire State Championship. But unfortunately, that was cut short as they... Um, they didn't have a great start to the season, but then they bounced back, got a six-game winning streak, made the playoffs, had to go on the road in the first round, and they won that game, making it to the final eight of New Hampshire, and they were going to play the number one team in the state, Exeter, and who knows what would have happened. So I have the manager from Nashville South on the line here, um, Natish Bodicharla. He is a senior, so this was his last chance last year being the manager, last chance to kind of see a team go really far. Um, he was the manager my freshman, my senior year when he was a freshman. So we kind of go back a little bit. And it's very interesting to see things kind of come full circle. So I really wanted to see them go to Durham, make the Final Four. They're only one game, one big upset away from doing that. And I believe they definitely could have done it with the momentum they had. So um, i like to bring the Tish on here. Um so, Natish, the uh, Nashua South boys basketball team kind of got off to a slow start, starting 1-3 and three, and then uh, going 3-4. and four. Then they, they caught fire, winning six in a row, going 9-4 and four at one point. So, how did things get turned around? How did you guys go on a six-game winning streak? Was there, like, one turning point that really changed things for you guys? I think it was just, like, the chemistry. Like, it was, like... A lot in your faces, like everyone, there were like people like from last year's team, but then like there were also a couple of new faces, and they were just figuring it out because last year was like injury riddled, like everyone was like injured at some point in time, so, like they didn't have like that team chemistry built up, so it, it was like a rough like they had to learn like through like the first two two losses, first one I think it was three losses, yeah, they had to learn, and then like once they started learning to play together, it just got better from there. People were getting healthy. Like, they were running the offense, as the coach was saying. And, yeah, they were just, like, playing better together as a team. And I remember going to a, a few of the Christmas, tur- Christmas tournament games, and it was, it was pretty, yeah. brutal, pretty brutal as they were yeah. losing to uh, some yeah. not-as-good teams. But then they brought it together, and during that six-game winning streak, you guys actually beat Nashua North, who's uh, the arch-rival of Nashua South. And... Just tell me about that game, like the atmosphere of the game uh, in general. That, that was crazy. That was probably like one of my most favorite games of like all of high school. Like the atmosphere was like actually crazy. Like everyone from like both schools almost like the fan section was packed. Like it was so loud. Like honestly, that was the best game probably South played this whole season. Like that was like a turning point. Like it was either we would be seven and five, or it was it was like something like six and six and five, or like seven and. I don't know, it was, like, something we'd be up, like, we'd be, like, one game above 500 or two games, so, like, we, that was, like, a really big game for us to win, so, like, it, it was it meant a lot to them, like, they worked so hard, like, they they listened to the game plan, and, then, like, North had, like, one of the best players in the state, and they somehow pulled it, pulled out the dub. Yeah, and North had a, had a pretty good year being, like, one of the top teams in the state, so that must have been 
a big momentum booster for you guys as well. Yeah. Yeah, North was really good. Like we've been we've been fortunate to beat them the past three years in a row, but like they're really good. Like I think they were like a top three seed this year. Yeah. Um and then just a week later, which it feels like it was on February fourteenth, feels like the middle of the season was actually your senior night because you guys played your last five games on the road. So I'm assuming no one thought that everything that would end up happening with uh COVID would happen because February fourteenth, I don't think anyone really was thinking about coronavirus too much but just like tell me about senior night talk about the seniors a little bit if you could um and just what they they brought to the team okay yeah senior night was that was a crazy atmosphere yeah that was like i think i think did we was that game against conquer or was that yeah that, that was the big win over Conquer. oh yeah that that game was crazy like ivan nine tenji was hitting threes left and right i'm pretty sure we like we won that game by 30 that was a that was a crazy game like Literally, we we were on fire. Like we were in the midst of a winning streak, and like so was conquered. So like that was such a big win and like momentum booster for us. Like to end ten the home like the homestand with like a dub. Like that was a great feeling to go on the road like with the win streak. It was just great. Like we were on a roll at that point, and like the seniors, like all of them worked so hard. Like they all they all put in so much work. Like the past four years to like get to this point. Like. They were like at the point like they're like we can go to like Durham and like have a chance of winning this whole thing and like everything was getting put in place at that point in the season like coronavirus was like the last thing on everyone's mind. So everyone kind of believed from what it sounded like, and then you guys you lost three of your last five very tough schedule all on the road though you did have some big wins. So tell me about you guys finished eleven and seven. You have to go uh-huh. at when I cut it. So just tell me, like, the game plan heading into so, when it comes. Yeah, so, like, the last three of the five games, like, it, it doesn't probably say, but, like, it just says we lost. But, like, those were all, like, grind-out games. Like, we haven't, like, it's not like we got smoked in any one of those games. It was all grind-out games to, like, the last minute. Like, that Winnicunic game went down to OT, and it went down to, like, one last shot. It came down to, like, a guy getting an and one to win the game at the like, at the last second. So, like, it was tough. Like, it was tough. Like, losing those, like, losing, like, three of those five games was tough. But, like, that's what both does. Like, we were, like, tournament ready by the end of the season. Like, we were, we knew how to grind out games because, like, all five, like, the Portsmouth game, that was a grind out game, too. Like, it, they were hitting every three. I think they went, like, eight for 11 from the three-point line, something like that. Like, it was actually crazy, like, how insane, like, they were, like, close out threes that they were hitting and we had to like grind out and like we barely they, we barely like we lost those uh, nail biters like we were missing like one of our best players too like during that like during those few games like Cody Virtual like, he was out he was out with an injury so that kind of hurt us but like that's no excuse to lose but I think those like those three out of those five losses helped us when when it came to a tournament because we were like we were tested we were ready and like then we were able to grind out that tournament that first tournament game and get, get a dub against when it kind of so yeah, and tell me more about that game because you guys lost them at their place less than a month before playing yeah. the playoff game. And so, so yeah. you know what's crazy? I think, so like, what would have happened in the tournament either way is if we beat Portsmouth, we would have got the home game against them. 
rather we got the away game because we lost to win a kind of two. So like it was like this was like it meant a lot. Like we we could have won that like that win a kind of game started the the midst of a of like a three game losing streak or something. So like we wanted to win that game. Like we wanted the revenge because like that it actually sucked. Like I was sitting on the bench when like some dude on Winnicott hit like a hit like an and one at like almost the buzzer to win the game. Like we should have won that game and like it, it hit hard like for the whole team and we came out of that game firing. Like everyone was hitting threes. Like I think the adrenaline boost, like I think I think we came like off to like a fourteen oh lead, something close to that, but then like they came back and then it became a grind out game at that point and we were able to get the dub. Yeah, and tell me about like the locker room after the game. How excited was everyone, uh, and what was Coach? Oh, Mazzo you can look it up on you can look it up on NH Sports page. Everyone was going insane. Like, oh my god, they were like throwing water in the air. Like the whole ceiling was like like they just ruined the whole ceiling. Of no one cared. Like everyone was like super hyped. I mean, like it's just like a typical basketball high school team. Like everyone's just super happy. Like they're all like up in the air, like dancing. Like yeah, just everyone's so excited. And- yeah. And then tell me about where you were and where, like, how you found out about the news that that, that was it, the season was canceled. Just so what happened was, so what happened was, like, our, so our coach, like, during, like, the last game, he wasn't feeling that, like, he didn't, he wasn't feeling that well. And, like, the day of our, the day of our corona, the day of the coronavirus pandemic was announced by the CDC. Like, it's a pandemic for the world. Like, was the day we beat Winnicott. And, like, our coach wasn't feeling that well. He's also the teacher at our school. So he didn't come into school. He didn't come into school the next day or the day after. So, like, what happened was, like, the so the assistant coach, he and um, the head of athletics at our school, we all, like, got in a room. Like, we, we phoned the coach in and we started talking about, like, what's possibly going to happen for the next playoff game like they were like we were discussing that like no fans are going to be able to come to the game like it's just going to be us at the game like so like that's how the game was going to be played like this was like the friday i think it was um i think it was um i think this was on the 14th of march it was 14th of march it was a friday no it was the 13th of march my bad so on the 13th of march we were we were just all in like a room like we're like planning on like we're planning on practicing that day and then playing the next day on saturday and like we're like we can do like we there's gonna be no fans no nothing it's just gonna be us at the game and like we're just gonna go there and win but then like literally after that like session we had we all went like we all went back to our classes and like ten minutes like the the NHIA tweet uh, gives a tweet all all games are suspended for the rest until further notice and like that kind of just broke everyone's heart like I I remember like I was like with a few friends and like we're all like damn like is this how it's gonna end. So it was kind of heartbreaking for everybody. Yeah, and especially since you would have been playing Exeter, the number one team in New Hampshire, with a chance, especially with the momentum you had, a chance to pull off a massive upset. So that must have that must have crushed it even more. Yeah, that's yeah. Exeter was a game like we should have like won. Like we were in the lead in the fourth quarter. Like that was our game to win. But then like one of the players actually literally caught fire. Like he couldn't miss from the three point line. But like we were looking forward to that. Like we honestly believed if we could take down Exeter that year, because already Alvern won beat Exeter. That was their only loss to Alvern, and then we beat Alvern. And like honestly, I thought we had a good chance of beating Exeter. Yeah, and so having the season end just like so abruptly must have just hurt everyone. 
And did you guys have another week of school after that? Like in like normal school? Or was it online uh, classes? Yeah. So what happened was like, I don't know, like that that atmosphere that day like was really like, it was just like, I was just like kind of like moody. I wasn't like happy. Like no one on the team was happy. And then like we got like, at like the last like block of the day, like I was, I was in like AP stats class for like, I was in there and I just like hear one of like, one of the people in my class say that, oh, school is canceled for the next week. And then, and then we get like a text from our coach saying, oh yeah, school is canceled for the next week. So I, we just found out like that it was that same day like we just found out at the end of the day that like they're canceling school for the rest of the week and then that became like the rest of the month to the rest of school year like so like we haven't been back until ever since that ever since that day where like they canceled the basketball game wow so you guys are doing online school now because of that and just tell me about that how have you transitioned and what how what are some of the differences yeah, so, like, my transition was, like, a little different from most. So, like, like back in middle school, all my teachers used to use, like, Google Classroom to submit assignments. So, like, I'm kind of used to this already. But, like, it's it's kind of different, you know? Like, I'm used to, like, seeing everybody every day. Like, getting in, like, a routine is kind of difficult. I kind of, like, sleep when I want, wake up when I want, because, like, you just have to get the assignment done by, like, like 11.59 p.m. So, like, you're kind of on your own schedule now. So, and getting the work done is, like, kind of difficult at times. So, sometimes I just, like, kind of just like like wander off and like it's just it's kind of it's kind of been like i know what to do but sometimes just doing it seems like kind of like difficult for me that's probably because i'm a senior too like i really don't like putting that much effort as i should be so Yeah. yeah and what you just described seems very similar to college almost obviously you have in person classes but you kind of do it on your own time and uh you can you just got to get it done by when it's due so now that this this is it for you since you're a senior in high school what do you what are your plans after this summer and beyond yeah so my plan this summer was like to work like to work make some money but like i don't think i I think this summer is probably just gonna be like me staying at home but like like after that i'm planning on just like going to college i'm gonna major in computer science and then like i'm gonna be trying to like go to all these career fairs in college and try to like Lend me an internship, probably. I'm gonna work hard towards that goal. Mm-hmm. But I gotta like put a lot of effort, like build up a resume, because getting one as a freshman is kind of difficult. And then from there, I'll just go from there. Just gotta keep gaining more and more and more experience until I graduate. And you're going to the, the uh, University of Massachusetts, correct? Yep, U- UMass Amherst. Yep, I'm going there. And um, as far as which, I mean, we've covered high school sports, but as far as professional, what do you think the NBA should do? Do you think the season's just a wash, or is there a way they could possibly save it? What do you see for that? I feel like, so, like, right now, I don't think anything is, like, they need to, like, look at all possibilities. I don't think anything is, like, realistic until, like, they can get, like, some, like, universal testing that they can constantly do on the players because, like, they they can't put anybody at risk with sports. Like, I know sports means a lot to America. Like, it's going to get us through these rough times, but, like, everyone's health is, like, the first priority, and, like, we can't resume any sports until, like, we can get this universal testing, and the testing needs to go to the people who need it, not these, like, they need to go to the first thing you go to, like, the ones, like, the people who actually need it, the ones in the hospitals, and then, like, then to, like, players and other people. But, like, I hope we, I'm, 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 kind of, I'm looking, I want to be optimistic about the season, like, continuing, but, like, I don't know, like, how long we're going to have to wait. 
it's already like the playoffs should have started already, and it looks like nothing's gonna start until until May first. Like they're not gonna look at anything till May first. It looks like so. I don't know. I th- I feel like I feel like they sh- they should just wait, just wait it out a little longer. But I'm not looking. It's not looking that bright right now. No, unfortunately, it is not. Um, so as far as sports go, the those eventually will come back and. Eventually, at some point, I think they'll be normal again with fans. Who knows how long that will be? But what do you think will be changed from the world? Like, it doesn't have to be sports-related, but, like, uh, what's the new normal going to be? Are people still going to shake hands? Are people going to, like, in high school, I'm sure everyone daps each other up all the time. Is that still going to be a thing? Yeah. Uh, I feel like for the, like, youth, like, they're not changing anything. Like, nothing is changing. Really. Like, they, some of these guys aren't even taking the virus seriously. People are, like, going outside playing basketball still. Like, they're not taking it seriously. They're, like, they could care less about social distancing. But, like, I feel like for a select few, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, wh- when the norm will be. Like, like I was talking with my mom. My mom's, like, when is the world going to be back to normal? Like, I don't know. I really don't know, like, how we're going to go back. I was watching on the news. They were saying, like, it will soon be the norm for the next two years. When you go out, you're gonna have to wear a mask. Like when you're gonna meet with someone, you have to wear a mask. That's good. if that's the norm. Like who knows? Like that. That's kind of that's gonna be kind of crazy. We all have to wear masks when going outside to hang out or something. But who knows? It, it, who knows what the norm will be? We might be home for the next two years. That could be the norm. I don't know. Yeah, certainly a lot up in the air right now. So who knows? Yeah. All right, well, uh, I appreciate it, Natish. Uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, I hope you and your family uh, stay safe and everyone stays healthy. Yep, you too. Okay. So one of the cool things that's been happening since coronavirus started and we've been in a world without sports is uh, Scott Van Pelt, who's on SportsCenter late at night, has been doing something called Senior Night. And what basically what this is is honoring the seniors who are pretty much done playing sports, got their senior season robbed from them, it's a lot of spring athletes, also winter athletes um, at the high school and collegiate level. So I did some digging, found an NCAA research um, that had some very interesting facts that I'll just go through real quick. That out of uh, high school players, only 0.001% of them will go pro. And that's nothing we didn't already know. Um, but out of high school players, 6.5% of them will go to college. So there are some of them who will be going on to college, but... For the ninety-three and a half percent of them, their senior season was all they had left. So I think honoring them in the way that Scott Van Pelt does is uh it's it's very classy and a good way to use a show, especially since he has no sports to cover now. So I looked a little deeper into this, and first I looked at NCAA to pro, and baseball was actually the highest of the five sports that they had data for, uh, which I guess is good, which means the most amount of uh, players who lost their season will be going pro uh so only 9.9 percent of ncaa players go pro and then 7.4 percent of men's ice hockey players who do get most of their season but didn't quite quite get to finish it and then it drops significantly with only 1.6 percent of football players um obviously this is due to having much larger teams than like an ice hockey or a baseball team not that much larger than a baseball but quite larger than a men's basketball or women's basketball team which only has 1.2 and 0.8 percent of their NCAA athletes going pro and an interesting part of this is the D1 tournament didn't happen this year for March Madness 
And there are guys like these guys may have still gotten drafted, but they really exploded in the in the tournament and they got a lot of attention there, like Steph Curry, who with Davidson on his on their magical run, he ended up getting drafted top ten and obviously had a great career. CJ McCollum pulled off a huge upset over Duke when he was at Lehigh. That got him a lot of attention and now he's he's a star of the NBA. And even a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, who was respected at Villanova, but really just had an amazing tournament. And that got him drafted uh, in the first round by the Milwaukee Bucks. So not having that definitely hurt some players, similar to how I mentioned earlier, with some like juniors or seniors not getting their season to break out and get a scholarship um, for those athletes at the high school level trying to get, uh, break through to the collegiate level. Um, and looking at those numbers for athletes at the high school level, on the men's side of things, uh, the spring sports actually are a little bit higher as the top three sports percentage-wise for athletes go high school to, uh, collegiately are lacrosse, hockey, and baseball at 12.8, 12.5, and 7.5% respectively. And then track and fields down there at 4.8%, which is kind of middle of the pack of all the sports. So it's better than, I guess, like football or even basketball who do, did lose the end of their season in most states which have a lower percentage of athletes playing at the next level. And in a woman, the ice hockey, 20 26.2% of them will go on to play at the collegiate level. Lacrosse, 12.5. Field hockey came in at third at 10.1%. And then track and field softball, a few other spring sports, at 6.2% and 5.6%, which is kind of around the middle of the pack. Um, the number's slightly higher on the female side of things due to fewer high school athletes and with Title IX, same amount of teams in uh, in college. So I thought those numbers were very interesting, and the it does seem that the higher percentages tend to be in the spring sports and the winter sports. The lower, sport, lower percentages are in the fall sports and some of the winter sports. So I guess if there's a positive to look at, that can be, that can be a positive. Um, but I like what Scott Van Pelt's been doing. I think it's been very interesting too it's fun to watch it's like stuff you'd never hear of some amazing seasons and amazing careers these young athletes have had so i've really enjoyed that and i think it's a very positive thing that's going on right now uh during this tough time and that's going to wrap it up here today on a world without sports tune in later this week for our second episode we'll have another guest we're transitioning a little bit more to the collegiate and professional things as opposed to the the youth and high school levels as we were talking about today so uh Thank you for listening. I hope to see you again later on in the week.